This program is brought to you by the Living Church Boise. This is Restart Hope with Pastor Joel Sicker on FM 94.1 The Voice. The very last chunk in the book of Philippians. I have always been excited when a church will go through a book verse by verse because at home, when I study it, it's nice, but it's always beautiful to come together corporately like this and to be able to study a book together, isn't it? And if, in case you missed a, a, a chapter, a few passages here and there, go back to our app and check it out and, uh, and make sure you listen to it because um, this book has been another book in the Bible that has been so practical in a, in a life that is, that is real. Uh, practical, applicable stuff to get the gospel in you and then the guest get, to get the gospel through you. While I was sitting in a coffee shop this week uh, working on this week's message, I only had one day to work on it, so it's going to be short. Um, <laughs> some of you are like, LOL right now, right? Um, but I, I was sitting there and I just started writing down my introduction for the message. And what do I see when I look up? I see a guy wearing a shirt that says life is good. Now, there are two things you want to do when you see a person wearing a shirt that says life is good. And if you're at home wearing the shirt, I apologize. The first thing I wanted to do was catch this guy by a shirt and be like, what do you mean life is good? Do you know what kind of suffering is going on in the world? I'm going to punch you, man. Like, you know, then you tell me life is good. There are friends of mine who are sick right now. There are people dying. There are families falling apart. What do you mean life is good? What is wrong with you? You know, and, and the second thing that you want to do is you kind of want to sit down with them and be like, wait a minute, buddy. Like, tell me about your life. Why do you say, how do you have the boldness to be able to wear a shirt that says life is good right now? You know, and, uh, and as I was sitting there kind of staring at him and wondering if I could take him down. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's not what I was doing. It really made me think about the Apostle Paul. Paul had the audacity to not just wear a shirt that says life is good. He does one better. He has the audacity to write to the church in Philippi, in Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. Are you ready for this? Yes. See, I don't think you're ready for this, because you watch people having life is good, and you don't think like me because you're not as sick as me. Because I think, I'm like, what's going on in this guy's life that, who got him that shirt? How much did he spend on that shirt? Because if it was anything more than two bucks, I'm like, life is not good. Come on, you know? And then, and then I read this, and I literally had to sit back in my chair and ponder. I was like, Paul, you, you, you're messing with me, man. So if you're ready for this, look down, I dare you to. Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. This is crazy. Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I kept looking at my computer. I was like, get out of here, Paul. What's wrong with you? Dude, you're in prison. You've been beaten. You've been shipwrecked. You've been bitten by snakes. You've been criticized, ostracized, you know, spoken bad about. People have rejected you, not want to do anything with you. Even those that came to your church and received the gospel, they ditched you and ran. And you say you can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Like, imagine Paul sitting in prison wearing a shirt that says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. People don't want to punch him, ask him, have you lost your marbles? What's wrong with you? And there's where I'm going to get this message from this morning as we bring this book to a close. And I'm titling this message something that's very daring that I would have never done unless I went through the book of Philippians verse by verse. I'm titling this message, You Got What It Takes. You got what it takes. You might be sitting at home and feel like, I just need to give up. And maybe that's why you're not at church this morning is because you feel like I should just give up. Maybe you've been sitting over here and you, you managed to roll out of bed and get here because you're like, man, I, I can't afford to give up right now because I feel like I'm struggling. But I want you to know that you got what it takes. And this is not just some, you know, prosperity gospel fluff. 
This is rooted in God's word. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. Finally, now that the title slides are up, right? Okay. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. Sorry, guys. With a smaller crowd, I get to kind of, you know, go off the script a little bit. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. Did I say that already? All right. I say it again. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man, but, is, but God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape. And this is the part I want to really you know, focus your attention on. That you may be able to endure it. That you may be able to endure it. You're sitting at home, you're sick. God knows what you're going through. And he's built you in such a way that you may be able to endure it. Four years ago, if you were to look at your life and see all the things that you had to go through, you'd be like, there's no way I'm going to be able to endure it. Go through my child's sickness? Absolutely not. When you were a 13-year-old dreaming about getting married, you wouldn't have thought about caring for a sick child. You'd be like, that is painful. I can't deal with that. But God, when he knitted you, when he built you, he built your externals to match whatever troubles you had to go through in this world. I was telling Sierra this last night, we were standing here for rehearsals. When we were building the stage, we had to do some research about, okay, how far should the, is it called Joyce? Yeah, rejoice in the... You know. how, how, how far away should it be? And how fat is Joel and can it bear his weight? You know, and how excited does he get when he preaches? So if he jumps, is he going to go through it? You see, the internals had to match the external pressure. And God created you, knitted you while you in mother's womb, knowing exactly what you had to go through. And he built you in such a way to be able to withstand it. You got what it takes. You don't have to give up. You don't have to give in to depression and anxiety. You might be sick. You might be loss of a job right now but you got what it takes in Christ who strengthens you because without Christ you don't got what it takes you only got pride you will be anxious without Christ you will lead into money you will lead into your looks you lead into your you know how strong you are but in Christ you finally will be able to know what success really is because oftentimes and sorry uh, forgive me if I'm spending some few extra minutes in this because I think it's important we hyper-spiritualize the promise of God and because of that we don't experience the nearness of God. The Bible says, do not covet your neighbor's wife for his donkey. I was going to say ass. That would have sounded really bad, right? <laughs> your neighbor's wife, his donkey, his stuff. Because what God gives another person. <laughs> you guys are crazy. <laughs> because what God gives you, he's designed for you to be able to handle it. When God gives you wealth, He's designed you to be able to handle it. When God gives you a sick child, He's designed you to be able to care for it. That's why not everybody can get up and preach every single week. It's not because I'm better than you. It's what God's called me to. Please listen to me very carefully now. Whatever God's called you to, whatever valleys He's walking you through, whatever trials you're going through right now, you got it in Jesus that's why we were able to sing this morning if our God is for us who can be against us we are more than conquerors through Jesus who died and rose again someone's got to be excited about that I hope there are a lot of amens online right now or I'll say it again in Jesus you're more than conquerors nothing can separate you from his love nothing can separate you from the purpose and destiny that God has for you hey King Herod cannot separate you 
The president cannot separate you. The laws and the rules and the regulations and sickness cannot separate you from the destiny that God has for you. We were made for such a time as this. You're not born out of time and space because God's like, oh man, I sneezed and Joel is here in India. We should bring him back to Boise. It's all a part of his plan. You got what it takes. In fact, you should turn to your neighbor at home or even over here and be like, you got what it takes. You got what it takes. Whatever you're struggling, you got what it takes. Don't start sprinkling rock star on you guys, right? If you're in Christ, He's got you. And if He's got you, you got what it takes. I want to take you on a real journey with me to show you that you got what it takes because of Jesus in you. You need to get ready because after this message, demons are going to tremble when you go back into your life. Because demons are going to know that they can't lie to you because you know that you got what it takes. God's built you internally, externally, put a spirit in you. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead resides in you. Demons got to tremble. Sickness has got to bow down and flee. Because you got what it takes to withstand the storm. Anxiety has got to run for its life. Because you got what it takes. And this has been a huge breakthrough. Even though I had one day to really dive into this, I'm experiencing a lot of breakthrough already in my life. Holding on to this promise. This most misunderstood verse in the Bible, I think, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But looking at it in context is so, so, so powerful. The first thing Paul's going to tell you, and you need to write this down. People are kind. People are kind. But it's God, it's Jesus who will get you through your trouble. People are kind. You might be sick and people might be texting and be like, praying for you, bro. Hope you're doing okay. Let me know if you need anything. People are kind. Sure. Uh, maybe most of the people are jerks, but, but you will find kind people. But it's not people who will get you through trouble. It's Jesus who will get you through trouble. And that's why you need to remember that you got what it takes with Christ in you because he's the only one who can get you through trouble. No matter who you surround yourself with, they're not the ones who will come and bail you out. Paul, in fact, I need to apologize to you for giving you some wrong information these past couple of weeks. In fact, it's been right information, but I've been presenting it in the wrong way. I said the book of Philippians, and actually many commentators misled me, that's why I said it. I said the book of Philippians is a thank you note to the church. That's wrong. If you ever read that again, that's wrong. This is not a thank you note to the church in Philippi for sending him a gift. This is Paul writing to this church to show them that he's, he's grateful for the, for the help and for the love, but he's writing to this church to tell them that in Christ, he's got it. In Christ, he's got it. He's using it as a teaching opportunity. This is not a thank you so much. You will not once find a thank you. He will say, I thank my God for you, pointing them always to it's God who's getting me through trouble, not you. This is very important, especially as the last Sunday of this year as a church. This is important for me as a pastor to remember this. And it's important for you who's partnering with the church to spread the gospel to remember this. And it's so freeing. Paul is not saying, you know, it's God who gets me through because he's ungrateful or prideful or being a jerk. It's because he trusts and knows God who's always faithful. Look at verse 12. We, we saw this last week, but it gives us a good head start. He says, I know how to be brought low. I know how to abound, to have plenty. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. He says, hey, listen, in other words, I got this. I got this. Because, verse 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Can you please, wherever you are right now, can you, can you receive that word? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I receive this word. I'm going to profess this word. I'm going to believe this word. I can go through anything that God asked me to walk through because He is in me and He's more than enough. But look at verse 14. Yet, <laughs> I love this, man. Yet, 
it was kind of you to share my trouble. Do you, you get it? Do you get it? you get it? It's like, you know, I'm in prison. I've been beaten. I've been criticized. And, 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 and yeah, you guys have such love for me. And you sent Aphroditus. And he risks his life to get me the gift that you, that you have for me. And Paul says, I've learned contentment. I know how to abound. I know how to have plenty. I know how to have little. Because I can do all things through Christ who, who, who strengthens me. Yet, it was kind of you to share in my trouble. It was, it was kind of you. you know? Again, he's not saying thank you, but he's saying it was kind of you to, to notice that things were seemingly bad. But just so you know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. In our world today, we're taught to be thankful to an extent where we give people the status of God. In churches, we expect pastors to be so thankful to the congregation for the giving, for the year-end giving, and for the special gift, that we put people who are in the pews, in the throne where God is supposed to sit. And so pastors will water down the message to preach, to fill the baskets. But Paul is not like that. It was kind of you to share my trouble. But just so you know, I got this because of Christ in me. He's saying thank you without saying thank you, isn't it? He's not saying, oh, I am so eternally grateful for your help. <laughs> he's not being a jerk like I said earlier, but he's stressing on these new believers, on this new church, that it's God that's taking care of him. And the care that they had for Paul, he elevates it. Check this out. He elevates us. And, and this church, if you call this your home and you're partnering with this church for the furtherance of the gospel, you should be excited about this. Look at how he elevates. He says, I've received full payment. This is verse 18. I've received full payment and more. You guys have, have surpassed taking care of my, my needs. I've received full payment and more, and I'm well supplied, having received from Aphrodite the gift you sent. Check this out. A fragrant offering, a sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to God. He's saying, hey, the gift you sent me, <laughs> it didn't just help me buy some clothes and to keep me warm. It didn't just help me buy some food. But, but you need to know that it was an offering that's pleasing, an aroma, a sacrifice to God. It's kind of like when you're hungry and you go home and your neighbor's grilling and you want to be like, hey, I want to share the gospel. Let's share a meal. You, 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 know, like you, you give me the food and I'll pray and bless it. And he's like, man, God is like, hmm, Philippine church, you please me in the way you're sharing the trouble of an apostle. He elevates the giving. He doesn't demean it. He says, you guys, what you did, was a fragrant offering, a sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to God. That's all the time we have for today, but we would like to hear from you. Our address is P.O. Box 2014 Eagle, Idaho 83616. You can also listen to this message and more on the Living Church Boise app, available in your app store.